podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Football Podcast. I've almost forgot how to do an intro for this podcast because it's been a bloody long time. Um, but uh, yeah, we're back. Football's back next week uh, and we're going to try and get two pods in, including this one, um, before the actual start of the game week. Let's get our fantasy lingo back in, shall we? Um, but I've only got one guest and it's Jay. It was meant to be Sai as well, but he forgot how time worked, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great excuse, but how are you doing, Jim? Yes, not too bad. I mean, we're we're sort of getting back to a normality of such, but you know, uh, football's back. That's the main thing. That's what we're here to talk about. That's what's on everyone's lips. So we're going to fill your ears and minds with some of our jargon for the next hour or so, and then we'll try and corrupt your team as much as we corrupt each other's at the weekend. Mm. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, we're gonna do. We're gonna hopefully do the f- proper game week preview at the weekend, so you get a few days to listen. Uh, because obviously, the game week starts on Wednesday, and Jay reminded me beforehand the deadline will be about five o'clock because it kicks off at like six, and then there's a game after as well. Um, so yeah, there's a reminder about the first deadline. Hopefully, I'll hopefully we do the other pod. And I'll remind you again, but. Um, if you've not seen, you probably have seen, but I'll do I'll do the quick rule changes that uh, FPL have done in the, in these strange circumstances. So I'll do these quickly, and then I'll explain what we're going to do in the show. Um, so the remaining season fixtures have been allocated new game weeks. These game weeks are game week thirty with a plus side. Gada gada gada. Who cares? It's the same crack. Game week thirty plus is a double game week starting with two midweek fixtures. Aston Villa and Sheffield United at Man City Arsenal, followed by a full round of 10 matches, so pretty much normality resumes then. But before game week 30, you have unlimited transfers uh, without playing a wild card. so if you still have your wild card, don't use it, um, and you can save your chip. Prices of players won't be changed, so yeah, um, we're going to go through that either this pod or next pod, probably this one. Um... And any used chip, unused chips you get to obviously keep and can still use. Um, and you can you can use your triple captain bench boost for your hit for game week thirty if you fancy it. Um, and just a heads up if you're in head to head leagues, uh, they have been cancelled. Uh, but uh, normal leagues have started. You can st- you can do another head to head league if you want to. Um, if you're that desperate FPL, why not? Um, well, that's it. But in this pod, we're going to go through each team. We're going to go in reverse order of the league. So we're going to start with Norwich and work our way up to us. Um, got to keep got to keep the listens on the line. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to start with Norwich. Go through their team, What, how the break might have helped or affected them or even worsened them, uh, and discuss if any players might be in consideration. We're going to look at three fixtures ahead for them. Uh, and see if they're worth investing in for FPL, and pretty much just just do a Premier League FPL preview. You, you get the gist. Um, so Jay Norwich, um, everyone's second team at the start of the season, especially FPL players with Pookie, Canwell, etc. Are these one of the teams that the break could have done good for? Because they started the season relatively well, and and if this is a somewhat fresh start, could they? Re- re 
rejuvenating of that team from the start of the season? I guess it's a possibility. I mean, no one really knows what's going to happen. Um, we've only really got the Bundesliga to go off, and as that's sort of figured out, it, the the status quo seems to be away teams are doing better. Um, the big boys such as Dortmund and Munich have rolled on because they're the big powerful boys in that league, but it seems like uh, the smaller teams are maybe suffering a little bit, like Union Berlin is a classic example. They mm. they were comfortably mid-table. They seem to be in free fall at the moment. Um, but if you're anything like me, who has a, a weekly little gamble on the fixtures, we seem to be doing absolutely dreadful. Um, this past week, for example, we got one correct German result in out of six. So, yeah, it's not mm. really known what is going to happen. Um, I guess we all just have to wait and see what, what comes. But... As you say, we're looking towards the fixtures that these teams have got coming ahead. And as you say, Norwich did start the season well this year. Um, two home games to begin with as they started from the restart. We'll go with uh, Southampton to start with. And then they've got Everton, who probably were coming off a, a nice handy defeat from the mighty Reds. <laughs> but, you know, we'll get to that point at the end. Um, so, if, the, if you are going to go off the form book for for the beginning of the actual season we're in. Um, it could be a good reset for Norwich. Um, I mean, we're, we're going to go off the information that's on the FPL site and they don't seem to have too many injuries as such. Um, three or four as it stands, but the main boys, the likes of Pukki, Buendia, um, Stephen, Countwell, Cruel, Tetty, Godfrey, Lewis, Max Adams, they all look like the fit um, mm. so we'll just have to take that at face value so I think if FBL terms it's probably the obvious two you're going to look at is Pukki and Countwell um, as you say prices have not changed so Countwell 4.7 uh, 19.7% of players have got him he's picked up 100 points this season so he's probably one that you might want in your team around the, the fifth midfield position however you play your, your spot Um and maybe if you are looking for a cheap defender, you might want to go with the likes of Max Adams, who's picked up a handy 58 points and two home games. The, there is an argument there that they could keep a clean sheet um, in one or two of them games, and maybe he's good for an assist or two. So they would be my two to look out for from Norwich. Yeah, I definitely agree with Cantwell. I think at 4.7, uh, well, I can't remember other people's prices, but he'd certainly he's certainly been one of the bargains of the season so far. Um, uh, and I can see why he's so highly won for a Norwich player. I mean, looking at his first few fixtures, even his third one's Arsenal away, and we we know what their defence is. And as we joked before we started recording, <laughs> they got they got beat by Brentford in a friendly today, so they've not really changed. And just out of interest, they've got um, Brighton at home the game after Arsenal then Watford away. So even in the first five fixtures there, there's not exactly one with a strong defence, I'd say. Um, so I think Cantwell might be even high, more highly owned come the end of this uh, first game week plus period. So he'd probably be one I'll consider for my team, but we'll cover that on the uh, on the weekend. Um, but yeah, I mean, Putin, not Pookie, um, Cantwell, he, lo- he looks like, Again, he might he might re become the uh, the bargain of FPL this season, um. But Pookie, is that probably the biggest gamble in in these lower league players? Because if Pookie 
has this restart as he started the season. I mean, what is he, six and a half, was it? He's six and a half six as it stands. Half. Yeah. Um, and just going off his, his point return in the previous, let's say, 20 weeks, he's at nine points. Once Beautiful. he's at, oh, twice, sorry, I do like nine points twice in about 20 weeks and eight points on three occasions. So hardly big points uh, as as bulk of his points were, were scored in the first six weeks of the season. So there's an argument there to say he might come back fresh and firing. Um, maybe it's the gamble you take at 6.5 million. If you've got two big priced forwards in your team, then he might be the one that you, you do want to slide in. As we've touched on, two home games might be to their advantage. Yeah, yeah, I think with them fixtures, I think Norwich might be a good gamble team. I wouldn't go mad with like three Norwich players because why would you do that? But um Cantwell safe. Um and Aaron's and Pookie probably class them as gambles and then there's not much else there I'd really say. But they do have fit centre backs now, so they might transform and be able to defend now, which might help. <laughs> um so yeah. But uh, shall we move on to Aston Villa who Yeah is is it literally just Jack Grealish? <laughs> uh the selection stats would seem to say so. If you go on the amount of players, the percentage selected of players from Aston Villa, uh, Grealish 20.9, and then the next highest selected player is Douglas Louise at 3.9. He's 71 Lovely. points, which I didn't actually know he'd picked up that many points. Well, he has. Um, and then you literally just scrape in the battle, which kind of sums up Aston Villa's mm. season at the moment. So. The, uh, Sorry, there isn't not there for me. Sorry, um, maybe John McGinn is back fit mm, again. Mm. Um, he, he had a good start of the season. Um, maybe the break has done him a little favour, but there really isn't not not a lot there for me. And I mean, they've got two fixtures in the first game. We coming back, mm. but they're, they're hardly easy. Um, then they go to Newcastle in game week thirty one, and then the home to Wolves. Obviously, that's a derby. Um, but Wolves are obviously the, the more superior team. So, yeah, mm. I think it's probably Grealish and Dodge. Yeah, and and the worst thing is, I know you're, you've only got three fixtures in front of you on the app. I've got uh, an external one. I think after the first three games, they're then away to us. <laughs> and then they've got Man United <laughs> at home. So it doesn't really get much better once you go beyond the first three. But, um, yeah, I think Grealish, he's kind of fixed. You know, I mean, Aston Villa are bad against everyone, so it doesn't really matter if it's us, Man United... Or Norwich, does it really? Um, so, yeah, I think Grealish, simply for the double game week, and Newcastle, and even the Wolves game, Wolves do tend to slip up against bad teams. Um, but I wouldn't be playing them against us unless, well, we should have won the league by then, so we might be playing the toddlers at the back, so it might, it might be all right by then, but uh, it'll be a wait and see, I suppose. But, yeah, Jack Grealish and Bounce, that is literally the amount of depth I'd go into Aston Villa. Um, who have we got? Bournemouth, um, again, similarly to Norwich, I think this might be one of the teams that is really helped by the uh, the pause in the Premier League because they were the one, they were the team that was seemingly spiralling, um, and they've probably had the biggest injury problems with Norwich this season, off the top of my head. Um, this pause helped them, you reckon? I would say so. I mean, but again, just going off the injury uh, triangle does. Philip Billing is probably the only one of their their main starting squad that you would mm. say 
he's got a yellow triangle at the moment, so we don't know exactly what that is. But yeah, they got the the likes of uh, Brooks. Is it back in? Yeah, he's yeah, fit again. Yeah. Um, obviously, be signed Harry Wilson for the end of the season, and he was someone else. Was Francis? Maybe I think I heard on the radio today. He was. He's back in the squad. Um, <laughs> no one's got him in the team. It doesn't matter. <laughs> nah, but he, he, he's there. He, yeah. He'll always get a game. It's one of Eddie Earl's loyal players as you you might want to put them but the fixtures um, coming up they start with a home fixture to Palace and we don't really know it's a home or away these days it's just, mm-hmm. just an empty stadium in it but Palace are not to play for as well to be honest yeah then they've got Wolves away then Newcastle at home and then further ahead that they travel to United the end of the season isn't pretty for them Spurs at home Leicester at home City away so I think if they're going to do anything for them, they've probably got to do it in, the, in these first three games, get some points on the board. But mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't know where to go with Bournemouth. And I think, if anything, it's probably a gamble because even the, the players, the likes of David Brooks, Harry Wilson, David Brooks, six points two, Harry Wilson, five points eight, does probably count mm. well in the midfield. There's a bit more value to be had out there, really. Yeah, I forgot to mention earlier that Grealish is 6-4 as well, which is still probably better value than these Bournemouth players. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you're right with that. Um, there's not really much there. Harry Wilson maybe is a gamble, but um, Callum Wilson. It's just I think we've all I think we've said from from the start of the season he's, he's just too expensive. I think six six five to seven is range where he's seven four now. Um, didn't he start at eight as well, which is mental. Um, he's only really had, I, he's had, he played Everton game week five, got 13 points. And then you look through his season, he's had ones and twos throughout, mm. apart from two of the game weeks where he scored eight points. That That's it. Like he's, mm. he's been very, very poor. If you, if you consider what Callum Wilson has been in, in recent years. So, I wouldn't be touching him with a barge ball at 7.4 million, especially in the forward line. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think he's kind of lucky that his competition is Dom Solanke for that position. Um, but yeah, I think he'd probably been their biggest problem. Um, I think defensively they've obviously had issues, but he is literally their only goal scorer. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, Josh King only scores penalties and they don't really have much else apart from Harry Wilson scoring the odd worldie and Ryan Fraser who seemingly can't be asked to play for them anymore. Um, now he seems to have gave up a, mm. a long time ago. But then, if he's not signed a contract with anyone just yet, maybe mm. he might turn it on for a few weeks. You don't know. Like You'd imagine a free contract player like himself has probably already got his next move lined up, signed and sealed. Mm. Well, it'll be interesting waiting. if he is actually... Because we, I imagine, we're in quite a bit of a Liverpool echo chamber. I'm not sure I've seen Fraser signed an extension for the end of the season or whatever. So it'd be quite interesting to see who plays and who doesn't uh, in terms of the free transfer market. Yeah, see, so we've got what Lallana and Lonigan we've signed on, haven't we? Here, <laughs> Klein hasn't. <laughs> Klein, he seems to be yeah, way off, way off, doesn't he? Imagine, him. Do you reckon people could sign him and play him? Is that how it works? Surely not. I don't think there's probably an open window. We don't even know if there is a confirmed opening for the transfer window for this year, so I'd say it's unlikely. Um, Yeah, I imagine he's just going to probably spend the first 
few weeks in July, just potted them around, mm. waiting for the season to end and wherever he's off to. He'll end up at Crystal Palace, probably. I imagine Palace. <laughs> um, he'll end up there. Yeah. So, yeah, but it says a lot about the fact that Klopp doesn't even want him round for the end of the season. Mm. Some was, I mean, he's gone from pretty much the personification of professionalness. That's probably not a word. <laughs> but uh, it's weird. It's strange how his uh, his reputation's gone in the toilet. But uh, I'll probably come out when he's retired. Um, anything in defence? I mean, Aki pops up with a goal, or is it just simply too risky? Because we have no idea who his first choice at Bournemouth defence, really, do we? No, we don't. He might actually have been in my team. Um, no, he wasn't. He, he was at some point, but he, he isn't anymore. Um, we ain't going to go through our teams at the moment, mm. but no, I don't have any Bournemouth players. And I don't think... I won't, and you won't do either. <laughs> I don't think I'll be selected yeah. for the next foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, really. Um, it's just a bit too too much of a mess, and I'd rather be late on someone like Callum Wilson than early, especially his price tag of 7-4, I think I said it was. Um, but anyway, let's move on to um, Watford. Watford uh, had such an up-and-down season. I mean, they started horrendously, um, had two managers, and then got Nigel Pearson, and everyone thought, oh my God, this is going to be awful. It's been all right. Um, but in terms of that translating to FPL, it's not it's not the most obvious one. I mean, I think people may look at Saar and maybe Deeney because he's on penalties and stuff, but I mean, you're not really touching a Watford defender in the midfield. I mean, Decore pops up with the odd goal and odd worldy and stuff like that, but at, outside of Saar and Deeney, I don't think there's much there. I mean, it, is Delafeu fit? He's got a bad triangle over his mm. name at the moment. Um, knee injury. Was that... He, I think he'd done it against us, didn't he? I think... Yes, he did. That rings it, a bell. He went into a challenge, possibly, with Trent. And yes, that rings a bell. Early yeah. on. Um, that wasn't so, that long ago, even though it feels like 12 years ago. <laughs> no, but if he's done any sort of ligament damage, then it's a good six to eight months, yeah. isn't it? So, Absolutely. Um, again, as you say... It's this, this bottom of the table thing. You, you maybe have a, a squad filler. Um, some people may have Ben Foster in goal. He's got 111 points. I think mm. he saved a couple of penalties this season. But that's if you're sort of looking and you, you've not got anyone else to go and go. What I think maybe at that price range there is other goalkeepers about. But um, Saar 6.4, Dini 6.2. Maybe Sal would be the one you might be sort fourth, of tempted to. Fourth and fifth choice midfield stuff, that isn't it? Yeah, there's, there's there's not a lot else in, mm. in terms of that team. Maybe a few people might have the odd Wofford defender as a as a fourth defender who comes in on the rotation, the likes of Cabasali and Kafkar. But mm-hmm. as we as we look ahead to their fixtures, Leicester at home, Burnley away, Southampton at home. The there's certainly games that they, they need to compete and, and go after points. So I would I would say the chances of them keeping a couple of clean sheets in there are probably slim. Um, mm. So, yeah, maybe you might look at Saar. That's about it for me. Maybe Foster. Yeah, I'd probably look at Saar. I mean, I think Saar and Grealish were the same price. So 
they're not exactly good fixtures, are they? I mean, Leicester at home, Leicester, we'll get to them obviously, but a well-rested Leicester team's probably done them good. Burnley's nothing to play for, but Sean Dyche ain't going to let anyone beat them over 2-0. <laughs> um, no. And Southampton, they probably much, need one, one more win. But we'll have Yeah, much the same as Burnley, yeah. but they won't, it's, a, it's a home fixture. Mm. Even though you're not playing amongst your home fans, I imagine teams will have that just small sense mm. of pride that they... Do you want to keep the home fixtures? If I remember correctly, Southampton were better away from home, but yeah, that probably helped them with no crowd there now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll, I think they're the next team up actually. But uh, yeah, Watford, not too much there. I mean, obviously we're kind of going quickly through the bottom, bottom of the league, but there's a reason for that because the bottom of the league. <laughs> um, next up. It is West Ham now. That now this now this needs ten minutes, <laughs> right? Oh, Do you mean just look at their fixtures? Oh God, I haven't even got that. I'm guessing that. Oh, dearie me! I hope these get relegated. Um, yeah, the, uh, um, the first three. If you if you're obviously into your FPL, you'll know. Uh, the ranking of games difficulty is four, four, four. Wolves at home, Spurs away, Chelsea at home. So, welcome back, West Ham. It, it is David Moyes in it down there. Yep, yep. somehow seems to lose track of West Ham managers as players. Um, ooh, there's not really anyone to get excited about. I mean, mm. maybe. I sort of have a little inkling that Yarmolenko might be okay. I did, I do like him as a player. Oof, um, risky. But at five point two, there's there's much more better value about. Uh, you wouldn't touch West Ham defense with a barge pole. No, they could have literally Norwich West, <laughs> Norwich West. Bro- Why am I saying West Ham? Jesus Christ, Watford. That's what I'm trying to say. And like Brighton, the next three, and you still wouldn't touch the defense that bad. Yeah, um, like I think he put a lot of a lot of their faith in Michael Antonio at six point nine million. <sighs> That's a hell of a lot of money to be paying for the midfielder who's only. He's only returned forty-five points. I know he's missed a lot of the that season, is... but it's a it's a hell of a lot of money on a midfielder. Mm. I mean, you look. I mean, their most expensive midfielders. I mean, Bowen. That might be a bit of a gamble because he obviously knew and hope this might have helped him settle in. But I think you're right, Antonio at six point nine. It's it's too much. It's too much for him. It's too much for him. Um, even if you're his mum and you listen to this podcast somehow, hello. <laughs> you just don't don't pick him. Don't pick him. Um, I mean Snodgrass at five point two with eighty seven points is your highest scoring midfielder is not good. Like I know Snodgrass takes a lot of set pieces and stuff like that, but Christ! And your second one's Mark Noble, who I know he takes penalties, but he's he, on pens, come yeah. on, come on! You've got Philippe Anderson, Yamalek, Antonio Lanzini, Jesus, Four how Fornells? Yeah, how how are they your top two scoring midfielders? Just, it's yeah, it's there's, there's not a lot there at West Ham, and I would be quite happy if they go down purely for the fact that they're just a little bit of an annoyance club who think they're something a lot bigger than what they actually really are. If and they go down, they get rid of Moyes, though, to be fair. So if they finish like 17th, that might be perfect. Yeah, but then Moyes will just get another team relegated anyway. They've got to learn at some point. <laughs> 
Like, I mean, there's, that, got... there's not a lot of dinosaurs left on the round, but what he see, keeps seeming to get back on and get a job. Mark Hughes is due. But I don't get it. Why, if you're going to hire a bad manager, why would you not get one of the two of thing ones? Like, I know Big Sam's got history of West Ham, but, like, Big Sam is a lot better, more better than David Moyes at keeping teams in the Premier League. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, it it just at least doesn't make sense. you've got a style with Big Sam that you know it's not going to be pretty, but it's effective. Like mm. David Moyes had a style for maybe five years at Everton. Hit it to Fellaini's chest. <laughs> and then it just disappeared. And it's not worked for the past, what, six, seven years Pretty much since like pretty his, much United, no, really. Yeah, but like even his last couple of years at Everton went a bit sour. So, True. Like what well, might be on about eight years now, but he keeps getting gigs somehow. He's got he's got a really good agent. We've got to give him that. But yeah. um, shout out to David Moyes' agent. Does if you're playing FPL and you're selecting West Ham players, you're either really biased towards West Ham or you're not playing the game correctly. Hmm. You're definitely doing like a curse to try and get him relegated if that's your job there. But uh, I mean, we haven't even mentioned Haller, who costs what forty-five mil, um, which is pretty much sums up why they're in the shit at the minute. Um, I mean, literally any person I'd consider is probably Fabianski, and he's still—I know he's been injured, but he's got fifty-nine points. <laughs> that's just because he will make about a million saves because of that bad. He's going to be a busy boy, isn't he? He is, he is, but that's st- it's still 4.9, so it's quite expensive for a goalie. Yeah. Mm. But that is literally the only one I'd consider out of that entire squad list. Um, Brighton. Um, ah, Brighton. I like Brighton. I, they're, just, they're just there, aren't they? They're, they're in the same sort of realm as... Form if I mean maybe it's just a South Coast thing yeah. and like Southampton they just get by they seem to do enough. Um, I think I've got one player. I think it's Webster, four point five million mm. defender in my team. Um, I only pop them in when I know they've pretty much got an easier game. You might get a clean sheet and they start with Arsenal, so yeah, you might have a clean sheet. Yeah. Um, but then they do. Uh, they go to Leicester. They have Man U. Um, they also host Liverpool and Man City back to back after they've played Norwich. So uh, maybe Mr. Webster might be seeing himself on the transfer list for me. Um, other than that, people might be tempted by uh, Neil Mope. He's got 101 points, surprisingly. Mm. But there's not a lot there. I think maybe the defenders, Matt Ryan in goal, 4.7, which is we've touched on a couple of goalkeepers in the last two teams he's a cheaper goalkeeper he's picked up more points and he's he's a bit more of a sure thing for the clean sheet than maybe Watford or West Ham that's pretty much it really <laughs> like I, yeah. I I haven't even clicked on to Brighton on the FBL screen to see prices and stuff I, I just don't like I say I like them as a team but outside of the defence which is just a mix of like 4.3 to 5 in that range is and uh, and Matt Ryan, as Jay said, it's there's not much there. Like their problem is just scoring goals. And um, Marpe not scored enough, but he's still got hundred points, which is decent. But yeah, it's. Uh, I hope they stay up, but they're really going to have to. Well, looking at their fixtures, they're going to have to uh, do quite well in the first two, and that Norwich game might be huge for them. 
or they will be dragged back into the uh, relegation zone. Um, but yeah, hopefully Brighton do enough to stay up, because I don't mind them, even though they sack me on FM, because they're pricks. Um, yeah. Leicester till I die now. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much Brighton. There's not, again, there's not much there. But um, Southampton, we kind of brought them up a smidge early, saying they're near enough safe. Maybe one more win, or maybe a couple more draws. Um, there's not been much there this whole season, apart from Danny Ings, obviously. Um, but three decent-ish fixtures to begin with. Could they just be something to hop on for the first few games and then ditch? I would say so. I've got I've got Danny Ings in my team as it stands, and I probably will keep him. Um, because he is good for pretty much anything that comes out of Southampton result-wise, he, he tends to have an involvement in. Um, 140 points is not mm-hmm. a bad return for anybody in Absolutely. FBL. Um, yeah, so they, as you say, they start at home to... Uh, sorry, away to Norwich, home to Arsenal, away to Watford. Obviously, the big emphasis would be Norwich and Watford fixtures away from home. If they can get something from them games, it it widens the gap between the teams to play and obviously I would say they're probably five points away from what they would consider a safe position in the league so if they wrap up their their points early on in the season um, then you know they, they might just start tinkering towards the latter stage um, Hassan will sign a new contract the other week so they mm. seem to have a lot of faith in him as you say, there's not a lot there. Maybe there's an argument for Ward Prowse, 93 points, but I think he was playing a right wing back position. Or yeah, was it... I think he, I think it was just right back actually. Or then he played. He's played a few positions because he played in yeah. midfield. Then he went right back, right wing back. But they had just as... signed Walker Peters, hadn't they? And then obviously Cedric got injured and then buggered off to Arsenal on a temporary contract, which was very strange. But um, maybe the break they can. Um, settle Walker Peters in a bit more. Maybe Ward Prowse can go back in midfield, but God knows. Yeah, I mean, even if you, if you look at their their points haul, there's there's not a lot there. So Ing stands out at Ward yeah. Prowse, but then the rest yeah. of it is just totting up a few points out the season. So maybe you might look at a couple of cheap squad goalie. players, yeah. like cheap goalie as well. If you want a McCarthy at four or five. Mm. They got Bednarek and Stevens. I think mm. they play at the back, uh, four point yeah, four yeah, yeah. both respectively. So maybe if you're looking for a squad defender, and as you say, Walker Pieces has come in. If he's going to play, he's four point four two. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe a couple of squad fillers if you want to have a look there. But the obvious one is Danny Ings. Yeah, that's pretty much it. There's not too much to um, discuss there. But uh, let's move on to. Newcastle, um, again, they're probably just above. They're just above Southampton, obviously, but they're probably safe. And they were, they were trying to play a bit more attacking, considering they were safe. And I think we were seeing that. I think we were seeing say maximum get a bit better. Um, I couldn't bloody think of his name. Almiron getting a bit better, uh, and they were trying to play Dwight Gale a bit more than uh, Joelinton. Um, and it was seemingly clicking a bit and a bit more attacking in midfield. And they've got decent fixtures to begin with, Jay. They've got Sheffield United at home, which is quite 
difficult to tackleise, but Aston Villa at home, we talked about them being bad. Bournemouth away, bad. West Ham at home, bad. Um, so that's four, that's four decent-ish fixtures, or three and a half decent-ish fixtures um, for Newcastle. But, um, I mean, obviously we've looked at them defensively most of the season, but could we be tempted into a, a say maximum or an Almiron in this situation? I don't see why not. I think Steve Bruce's mentality throughout the season was get to maybe 30 points, which they did. They're, on, they're currently on 35. I think maybe before, get to 30 points with a dozen games to go and then we'll open mm-hmm. up a little bit, which is pretty much how it's gone for them. Um, and as you say, the fixtures coming up for the rest of the season, they've only got Man City, Spurs and Liverpool out of the sort of what you would call the top six teams. Cause Spurs don't count. <laughs> Spurs, Spurs are anyone's guess at the moment. But yeah, and Liverpool is the last day of the season. We'll literally be on a celebration parade by then. Um, so yeah, I suppose the argument is there for for the Newcastle, maybe attacking player. you probably edge towards St. Maximum or Almiron because Joel Linton doesn't really do it for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, their big point scorer by a long way is Dubravka, mm-hmm. 118 points, but 5.1 million. Again, it's the goalkeeping situation that we've touched on a few times, but um, there's probably a, a better priced goalkeeper for, for what you're going to get. To be fair, but, I have um, Guaita from Palace, and he's only 0.1 less. So for someone like me, Dubravka's quite a good option, though. Yeah, as you you quite rightly point out, the fixtures, you would fancy a clean sheet or two in there for the remainder of the season. I I don't really know who plays at the back for Newcastle because they're, mm. they're not... I think they went to a four at the back just before it broke up because they played three at the five at the back, let's be honest, for most of the season, got safe and then... I couldn't tell you. I'm pretty sure it was Lascelles and someone, and I couldn't tell you who the fullbacks were. Uh, oh, they got they got Danny Rose, didn't they? Jesus Christ, yeah, they got Danny Rose and um, that lad from Inter, who I can't remember the name of. Lazaro. Lazaro, that's it. Yeah, um, mm, he's quite lively. Isn't he, yeah, Lazaro? I think he might have got sent off if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's, I a, think midf- he's a midfielder in the game, isn't he? Yeah, he hasn't got a banner or anything. So, yeah, but uh, anyway, I mean. We we seemingly know three of the defence. <laughs> um, whoever plays next to the Lascelles, uh, Fernandez, Fernandez, yeah. Shah. He's got the most points, Fernandez, and he. So yeah. I guess it's probably him. I mean, Newcastle, one of these teams that you sort of always look out for because I think it's a bit of a historical thing. I think growing up, we sort of mm-hmm. had the Kevin Bobby Robson teams where it was exciting yeah, yeah. to watch and. It's been a bit of a sad state of affairs, the, the situation they've gone through with Mike Ashley and all right, they're getting dirty money involved as the ownership, but I suppose when you've had Mike Ashley involved, dirty money's a joy to behold. But maybe next season, they might be one to watch depending on what they do in the transfer window once this deal is uh, finally over the line. And people might then start to take a little bit more interest in them and Unfortunately, we can say Big Steve's probably on the way out as well. So, mm. who they get to run the team next year, it'll be one to keep an eye on. And the likes of St. Maximum and Nalmiron might just become a bit more of an FPL mm-hmm. asset, if that's to be. That, that, that's the thing, though. I mean, I think 
obviously the news wasn't there before the season broke up, but the takeover might have been there in the background, and Steve Bruce might have been thinking, I have to play attacking football if I'm going to at least keep my job for another season. So, if he can finish the season somewhat entertainingly, uh, he might get at least another, I don't know, a few months or another year, just just for safety's sake. Um, I mean, what he should investors. be doing is going in and somehow blackmailing Mike Ashley and to give him a four-year deal on a massive <laughs> contract. So if he does get binned off, he's not that he will mm. be having a few quid in the bank anyway, but he basically just sets himself up for life if he if he signs a nice big healthy contract because the likelihood is he's going to be showing the door with a nice handshake. But if he if he takes a few cash in an envelope, then that's fair play to him. I don't know why, I, I quite like Steve Bruce. I know he's a monk and stuff like that, but he always seems quite sound. Um, so hopefully he does. Hopefully he gets some decent wedge out of it when he when he does get sacked uh, or when he leaves. But uh, no, Newcastle might be uh, one of the sleeper teams left. I mean, I've already got two of them in my team in Lascelles and and San Maximum, and I don't see a reason to take them out. Um, and might add Dubravka to that, but three might be three might be too much. <laughs> might be too much yeah, <laughs> uh, dear. But yeah, Newcastle. Might be a gamble team, but I think defence is quite safe there. Oh, Jay, who's up next, you reckon? It, it, it wouldn't who be is, the Ev. It wouldn't is, be the Ev, would it? It's the, it's the, <laughs> it's the team who's going to overtake us sitting in 12th. <laughs> oh, it's the mighty Everton. Mm. Uh, uh, no. Um, if Mark Roberts was here, he would be fast-forwarding. To the next team, he which would have, is Crystal he would have been on mute. He would have been on mute right now. <laughs> yeah, and he's probably would have me a cup of tea. He's, he's probably if he's listening to the pod, he'll now be fast forwarding it as quickly as he can. Don't worry, Mark. It won't take long. Um, not a lot is the best way to sum up Everton. I think some people may be tempted by Calvert Lewin at six point five. Um, mm. A couple of people may have Charleston, but at eight point three, all right, he's retained a lot of points at one hundred and thirty-three. But uh, not for me. Not a lot else there. To um, be fair, Jay, after they've on. played, after they've played us, Norwich away, shit defence, Leicester at home difficult, Tottenham away, Jose Mourinho wants sacked. We know this. Man has to rush through now. He's a, he needs to get that money, money. Southampton, they'll either be terrible or they'll be safe by that point. So there's some decent fixtures in there. Yeah. The argument is that they've got a healthier end to the season than most. Um, if we just want to wrap up the rest of their season, Wolves away could be a difficult fixture. Yeah, uh, Villa at home, you would probably... Slide towards Everton for that. Just uh, a bit, yeah. <laughs> Sheffield United away. That's got a draw written all over it. And then they finish with Bournemouth at home on the last day of the season. Bournemouth, no pun intended, will literally be on the beach by then because they'll be either safe or relegated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the argument is there. Carlo, will he try and play a little bit more of a expansive game? Um I know they've got a few injuries, um, the likes of Walcott, 
you know, that flying no. winger. No, mate. Uh, I think he's injured anyway, but no, mate. <laughs> yeah, 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 he mean it is injured at the back. He was mm-hmm. uh, being pretty much a, a mainstay in the sense of their defence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the again, was on his way back, got injured again. Um, Schneidlin is injured. But, oh, you know what's funny? That Drissa Gay is still in the game, just teasing Everton fans. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> oh, he went after the UK yeah. window would shut, didn't he? yeah. Yeah, and Luckman as well is there. Just you know, to be fair, he's not doing anything like me. <laughs> no, but he's he's just he was a young English talented player who probably would be a lot better than Walkers out there. Um, no, there's not a lot there. I mean, a lot of people have got Dinier. Eleven percent of people have got Lucas Dinier in the team. He takes a good set piece, but a five point seven million, not for me in defence. Not with Everton's clean sheet record. Especially when probably your best centre-back's injured, even though I say best centre-back sparingly. <laughs> well, they would go with Keane and Holgate. Yeah. yeah um, Coleman, uh, didn't you, probably? Yeah, I like Holgate as a player, but, you know, he's, he's nothing special. Yeah. Um, I mean, at 4.3, if you again, probably fifth-choice defender, it's not bad, but... Everton, yeah. There's, there's it's just Everton in here. Yeah, and we haven't even mentioned Pickford. That's the biggest problem because he's shit. Got to bring it up. I would say we were clutching straws, but he wouldn't reach them, would he? Um, <laughs> I mean, for me, the only relevance to Everton is the fact that we play them next Sunday, and God willing that we win the league there, that would be amazing. Um, Arsenal, do your bit. I just. Don't put me faith in Arsenal at all. <laughs> Not against Man City. But yeah, um, small small party planned in my house for that day just because it's, you know, it's Everton, football's back. Um, and we will technically be wrapping up the league. It might just be a point or two, but uh, it would be so sweet if we won the league. They would, they'd never live it down. We'll fast forward now because there's not a lot else mm-hmm. to say about Everton. <laughs> there you go. The shit, but they've got a couple cheap people and the fixtures aren't too bad. But yeah, pick them at your own peril. As I as I say to you with Richarlison in my team. <laughs> uh, but that's why I'm not winning the Money League or any good at this game. Um, Crystal Palace. Can they be asked? He's done his, look at the he's done his job, yeah. Roy's done the job. Is he gonna, would if they don't turn up? Is that possible? Um, I mean, they've they've got a couple of handy fixtures, but they've got a couple of difficult ones as well. Um, Palace seem to just do their business, as in like the league business early on in the season. Thirty nine points is probably more than enough. The they would probably consider themselves two or three more points away from guaranteed safety, but yeah, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't possibly keep Geiter in goal. Geiter, is it? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they start away at Palace, but then they play, they play us, then Burnley, then they play Leicester, Chelsea, Villa, United, Wolves, Spurs. So, I mean... They usually are good for the clean sheet, but mm. there's there's a couple of games there that you may be thinking oh, they might just lose by the odd goal. Um, Burnley's got five all right now. 
this could be one of them freak results at yeah. the end of the season, which we always get. The, the ball's like, safe. Just just let loose. <laughs> yeah, just go for it. Really? Um, I mean, the obvious player in their team is Saha. Milivojevic has, has been a disappointment Meh. for me this year. They've both been shit this season. Um, Jordan Ayew must be their top attacking goal scorer. Or point 108 scorer. points. He's got 5.2 million. I think you banged his drum a few times. Quite um, cool. seems to remember was around were, the winter period. They were exciting times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you were the only one banging the drum and he, yep. he did get some points. Yep. So Absolutely. fair enough to that. There's not a lot else there, I think. I think it's defensively where you're looking, especially now that Patrick Van Arnholt is like the funniest man on Twitter bantering Katie Hopkins, who is a prick. Um, oh, he, he should just be placed in everyone's team for yeah, absolutely. for that alone. I mean, I've got Martin Kelly, which um, 19.7% of players have got a 4.1 million. Mm. I think he's just obviously a, he's a, he's a handy player to have on the bench. He does sometimes play. Mm. I don't know if he to will when, be when they come fair, back. They've, well, Going off FPL and kind of the injury proneness of their team, we don't know who will be fit given in a week's time. Um, but Sacco's back fit, Tompkins is fit, Ward's fit. So Kelly, albeit he's only 4.1, so he's going to be fifth choice defender anyway. But um, it might be better to see the other options there. Yeah, I think he's just probably one that you have around and about your team. He, mm-hmm. he may come in, he may not, but at 4.1 million, I don't think it's mm-hmm. it's one that you can sort no. of just say he needs to get out your team quickly. So, no. There's, just there's just because we're just because we're in wild card scenario at the minute, I think it's, if you're rejigging and if you've got a bit of spare money, it might be worth upgrading. But uh, out of the defence, I'd probably say Gaeta's the safest one if you really want a Palace defender. Um if, if you he, wanted to go for Ward, he's 4.3. If he is going to be the starting yeah, right back, I it's mean, only 0.2 it, up. He's the only right back. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah, I think Ward's probably the pick there because centre-backs, God knows who will play. Um, so, yeah, I'd pick I'd say Gaeta or Ward out of them. And then Zaha is just... Dude, meh. Meh. Yeah, not not meh. at the money. Not at the money. He's, he's wanted to leave that club for about four years. And the best offer he got was Everton. That sums it up. <laughs> he's already yeah. he's already got a better club than Everton. So, you know, point proven. Um can I tempt you with Ben Tecker? To do which? To <laughs> to carry on digging up the rest of my garden with me because yes. I've got I've got I've got some digging to do in the garden. I mean he can help. He might miss. He, he, might, he, might, he might be handy with a spade, but I don't he think might, he's handy miss, with his football boots. He'll miss the wheelbarrow when he puts <laughs> <up it. laughs> I'd end up with more soil on the floor than yeah. in the wheelbarrow. I helped you. So thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah. Cheers for that, Christian, mate. Yeah. Cheers, um, lad. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you, you cannot tempt me. They don't even have Torsen anyway. anymore. He got injured, didn't he? Buggered off. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty much a U or bust if you really want a Palace attacker. Um, let's move on to Palace. We, we know defensively. Burnley, um, kind of similar to Palace, but a couple more options, I'd say. I mean, I think everyone's had a Burnley forward, probably more towards the start of the season when um, Wood and Thingy, oh my God, what is his name? 
What's his name? Barnes. Barnes, that's it. Christ, I know he's been injured a while, but Jesus. The brain's gone there. Um, but yeah, Barnes and Wood uh, started the season uh, pretty well. Although I think they took turns scoring. And Vidra had his one week in the sun. Um, and Dwight McNeil. But uh, you're probably still looking at the defence with Burnley, aren't you? Yeah, as as it stands, Barnes and Wood have both got yellow triangles over them, so who knows? Um, click on Barnes, lack of match fitness. Isn't that just a standard for everyone? Um, it's probably eventually. <laughs> Chris Wood, Achilles injury. So mm. you might you might even look further down their squad list and maybe go for someone like Jay Rodriguez, but a 5.7 million, mm. he's only got 65 points. It's not. To be fair, fixtures are good. Matt... <laughs> Man City away, obviously bad, but Watford at home, Palace away, Sheffield United at home, and West Ham away. So, I would say the defence, personally. Hmm. Um, touching on the goalkeepers scenario again, uh, Pope is 4.9, as are mm-hmm. a lot of the goalkeepers we've touched on. Um, 128 points. He's probably a sure thing for a couple of clean sheets, I would say, towards the end of the season. Um, in their defence... Tarkowski is the big point scorer at 102 or at 5.2 mm-hmm. million. Um, maybe if you are going to slide for one, I would probably go for me at 5 million just to save yourself mm. a couple of quid. Um, Nothing at full does No, they don't have overly attacking fullbacks. I think they, they played Eric Peters for a, a small period of the season, but I think that was because. Mm. The regular right back was injured. To, to be fair, I know, me. I know they don't have much money, but in the, I say the summer in the transfer window, if they get a couple of good fullbacks, they've got a. I mean, they're already Premier League secured year on year, but they could just like you could just pencil them in mid table every season. Because yeah, the, well, the, the midfield's good, and the forwards the do the now, job. Aren't they? Yeah. I mean, they aren't going to finish above eighth given the quality of teams above them. And they ain't going to finish below 14th because there's a lot of six worse teams hmm. than them in the, in the league. So I mean, they're happy just to get by and pick up the paycheck every year, aren't they? Well, you think if McNeil, McNeil's been fit all season, but if Goodmanson was fit all season and so were Wooden Barnes, that's pretty good for Burnley. Yep. Uh who else do they have? Uh, Hendrick, don't they? And midfield, and mm. he plays weird. I think, Hen- yeah. I think Hendrick's playing on the right, and then it's like Cork and Westwood, Westwood. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And they signed, I mean, they signed a uh, midfield, Brownhill, in January, so he might have settled in. I'm not sure what he is as a player, but another option. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're nothing flashy, but then Burnley isn't a flashy place, so... Um, they do what they do. I mean, there's probably a couple of players you might be interested in, but I think the obvious one is Nick Pope and then maybe a defender. Um, if you want to throw them at five for me, 5.2 for Tarkowski, you're probably then mm. sliding them in. If you play three at the back, that's probably one that you would slide in with maybe two attacking fullbacks, as, mm. as we'll probably come on to as we get further up the league. But, I think that the solid, I would say, two or three clean sheets towards the end of the season. So I think you probably bag yourself out of those three players. 
you'd probably bag yourself 20 to 25. In, mm. fa- in fact, I've done live transfer with Guy even on a podcast. We're not talking about it. I've put Pope in go. Why not? Uh, Why you've not? just cursed him. No clean oh, guys, yeah. I mean, the first game against Man City, that's going to end 18-0. But, um, yeah. They do rarely roll over for Man City oh, as God, well. Oh, yeah. But why not? But, yeah. I, I would say... Between those three, me, Tarkowski, Pope, I would say you're probably a sure thing for 20 to 25 mm-hmm. from each player for the rest of the season. So, yeah, I think there's a couple of solid bets there. Yeah, absolutely. Right, this is probably where it gets more interesting. Arsenal, uh, and we were discussing before we start recording, um, we've seen quite a few people on Twitter getting on the Arsenal bandwagon. Um, I know they've got a double game week, one of it's against Man City, who... I think I discussed this on another pod. Arsenal haven't beat. I think Arsenal beat Man City once since since Man City became rich, which is uh, not surprising when you actually think about it. So I can't remember Arsenal ever beating Man City. Um, but I mean, just off the top of my head, Aubameyang aside, it, it can 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 you think of anyone you'd want in the team? Gunter me head. No. Um... I don't know. I genuinely don't know with Arsenal. I'm um, scrolling past the defence bit. <laughs> somehow Leno has got 108 points. I can only imagine that's because he's been absolutely peppered and made uh, a few save bonuses. If I remember correctly, he has made the most saves in the Premier League. Not a surprise. Yeah. Um, no, the, the, the really is not anything there. I mean, at the start of the season, I had Ceballos. He's flattered to deceive, and if you've seen the pictures on social media of us today, I think he should binge watch Narcos for the whole of lockdown because he looks like <laughs> a Mexican drug lord. Um, no, there's not even an is inkling Pe- of a temptation there. Is is Pepe the the gamble for the end of at, the season? Not at nine point three million. That's not, the thing. Not, not FPL it? gamble. Mm. Maybe he so, may be one that you keep an eye on, but mm. as a genuine player interest but for FBL no not not at 9.3 I mean if you if you're going to blow that sort of money there's there's a lot more talent further up the league that's probably mm. a little bit more consistent than him yeah yeah I think I think that's the thing I think next season whenever it starts say if Pepe is priced seven five eight, I think he'll be an option then and hopefully he'll be more settled in for Arsenal say. but I mean in terms of fixtures if you are tempted Probably buy your Bamiyag and Pepe if you're going for a second one. Um, double game week, Man City, Brighton. So, half good. <laughs> uh, Southampton, uh, they're both away them games, I should say. Southampton away, Norwich at home, Wolves away, and Leicester at home. So, I mean, the fixtures are there for Arsenal, but the players just aren't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, you would... If you are going to put a Bamiyang in 11.1, it's going to take up a healthy slice of your budget. Mm. But he is literally the only one there for them. Um, Lacazette, 9.4 as a second striker. If you if you maybe play the game of all your strikers below 10 million, but he's not even guaranteed to start. So I guess... You were, if you were a Liverpool fan, which probably the majority of fans who listen to this are, so you were, you were maybe putting them in on the hope that 
Aubameyang is going to just fly out the blocks and score a couple of goals against Man City. But I would say maybe the odd one he might get. But then, yeah, the rest of the season, there's options there for them to get maybe half a dozen more goals. Um, I don't think he's done as well as last season in terms of his goal return. But he's he's certainly mm. got the fixtures there. But yeah, there's not not a lot else for Arsenal. Yeah, that's been the problem with Arsenal this season. I think it's literally they've been carried by Aubameyang. Lacazette, he's just not been very good. Uh, and Pepe is settling in. Ozil can't be asked. And other than that, I mean, their midfield, first strike midfielder is Xhaka, so problem. Um, yeah, let's let's move on to Spurs because I mean we're near an hour now and we don't want to go two hours. Um, Spurs first games United at home. Madness potential because neither team's very good at defending. But beyond that, West Ham at home, London derbies tend to be mad. Sheffield United away, you'd probably have Sheffield as the favourites. Everton at home and Bournemouth away. So fixture-wise, there's goals there. And we've mentioned a few teams that have benefited from the break. And Spurs are definitely won, considering Kane was injured, Son was injured. I think Bergvine was injured. So pretty much their first choice front three, you'd imagine. Probably back. But, but, Jose Mourinho. Yeah, so that would mean Bergvine's son be on the bench. Mm-hmm. Kane will start with maybe Ali off him, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't like. <laughs> Who's he doesn't right like him. <laughs> he doesn't like Endon Belly, does he? Uh, no. So Eric will... da- Eric Dyer winks. Maybe Lacelso. Lamella. Lacelso. Sissoko. Oh, Sissoko will be back. That's beautiful, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, if you are going to go Spurs, I think it's a gamble. I think that, that the educated guess might be if you're going to go for Ali at 8.3. Mm. Um, he's probably... Out of the players who were the top end for Spurs, he's probably nailed on, I would think, as a starter. Mm. Um, to be fair, I think Son is, if he is fit. Like, I know we joke, mm. Mourinho's not that much of a villain. Surely not. He, he he can be, but I think Son plays better without Keane. I think the team I plays better without Keane. I think the whole team does, to be fair. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And yeah. Son... I, he, he, he occupies positions that Keane would just mm. standing, so he, he he then doesn't get the the play in the ball that he should. Mm. Um, Big Matt, fan did impress when he started. He did, yeah. He did. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Ali is my my one to watch from Spurs for for the mm. remainder of the season. I think Lo Celso's a lock. I'm not 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 as an FPL player, but in terms of the real team, I think Lo Celso. He I think he's like favourite to be player of the season. I know he's probably only played half of their games. Um, which, that says a lot about their season. <laughs> it does. Um, I think the only thing, the Celso, I'm not sure if he can play in a midfield too, especially when you're either going to play him next to Winks or Dyer, because then Dumbledore is not going to get played. But uh, in an ideal non-Mourinho world, and maybe he has got through to Endombele or something, I mean, if you're playing La Celso, Endombele, and probably Winks, because Dyer, didn't Dyer get banned for starting on that fan? Probably he did get something, but then unless he just got I, carried out when there was no football, then. 
Yeah, or maybe he's just had a massive fine. I don't, mm. I don't know. I do remember him. I mean, he was within his rights to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know unless FPL's just not picked up on mm. the fact that he might be banned. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if we forgot to mention Sissoko there, I mean, he kind of screens a Mourinho player as well. So, yeah, for four point eight million, you're not going to get. Oh much. God, no, not for not for FBL, Jesus Christ, no, no, God, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Um, but uh, I mean, the midfield three probably winks Sissoko, Lacelso, and then Son, Bergvine, Kane. It's not bad. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It could mean, be better, but it's not bad. That's the, only, just, that's the only thing with Ali. I mean, if does he start? Yeah. So, I mean, if you look in the midfield, I think Son's probably the one. But, I mean, Kane's the question. Because he's undoubtedly going to play because... He's Kane. Mourinho said they do not have another striker at the club, even though they did. But, um, it, what, how much is Kane? Kane's 10.8. I would spend the extra point three and go for a Bamiyang. Mm. At least the Bamiyang isn't going to probably break down in these next eight games, nine games. That's the thing, though. This is Kane's first break in years. Yeah, but he he's rushed himself back. He he was mm. he was ruled out of the Euros, which had we had a regular in like year, three weeks from the would start been, of this, yeah, yeah, would have been a week or two away, and he was ruled out of that, or he was touch and go at the very best. Mm. So he can't purely be 100% fit and fighting and we all seen what he did last year when he rushed himself back mm. wonderful performance in the Champions League final um, if they were tearing down statues then mm. they might as well turn down Harry Kane from last season. to be fair we, we did the same with Firmino <laughs> yeah. but uh, it worked out for us uh, but anyway uh, but no I think I think Spurs is probably the the biggest gamble in FPL because we know they can be a top four team easily. They can be a top two team easily. Well, a few years ago now, but they can be. Uh, it's relatively the same squad. I mean, the defence is dog shit now, let's be honest, and the goalkeeper's passed it. But, I mean, midfield, we named a decent set of midfields. An attacking option, I mean, they've, they've, not got got the, they've not got the same qualities, but they've probably got more depth than us as an attacking unit. Like, our front three shits on theirs, but... In terms of numbers, they've got a decent amount of numbers. Yeah, and we've not mentioned Lucas Moura, who's done all right this season for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think what might play in their favour is the fact that they're playing in empty grounds, mm. and they've not really fully settled into this new stadium yet. So mm. it might just be a little bit of a, a benefit for them to play in an empty stadium without the the crowd pressure of. What sixty, seventy thousand, whatever they have at the the Spurs Stadium, whatever it's called these days, mm. and I, obviously I don't it, even know. <laughs> Tottenham Hot, does it? I think it's the Hotspur Stadium, was originally. Yeah, Something like and then it. obviously away from home they get obviously the the, the away team. So mm. it might be a, a confidence thing for them where it might work. I don't know. Um, Can I tempt you with Oria? Again to do what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Hey, he's their top scorer defender, which is a bad sign. I don't know, I don't know how. But, him, and, uh, him and Christian can do the shed. Yeah, I've got a new shed coming next Tuesday. They can yeah, do that. Absolutely. They, they surely can't go wrong putting the shed up. 
nothing for me there. Um, as I say, I like Ali, but mm, he's a gamble. Mm. Maybe at eight point three. Out of them, yeah. I'd probably pick Son myself. He's the sure thing, and mm. he, he falls under the midfielder category. So, yeah. But no, <laughs> at the same time. I know they get, I know, I know Ali's had perceived to have a bad season, and I know Kane's been injured, but he's outscoring Kane. Which is probably quite a surprise. But anyway, who cares? Yeah. But unless they're playing Ali in a midfield free, just the attacking options, I think it might put Ali's position in doubt. But yeah, I think Son, again, 9.7 to quite a lot. But if you've made up extra money and you're like a knobhead like me who's got like Richarlison, if you can work your way up there, why not? But mm. I mean, don't downgrade from like Salah or KDB or whoever to get fucking Son in. That's probably where I'd go with that. If you can get Son in without screwing your whole team up, it's probably worth a gamble. It's probably where I'd go with that. And obviously that's coming from Mr. Guy Drinkle, so do not do that, or he will be shit. Um, who is next? Uh, Sheffield. Sheffield United. Sheffield United, the miracle story of the Premier League. Got a game in hand um, against Villa, obviously, which can catch them up in the Champions League uh, positions. Where's the rest of their fixtures? There it is. Aston Villa and Newcastle away, both green. Man United away is quite a huge fixture for them, really. Um, as is Tottenham at home. Burnley away, and then Wolves at home. So they've got quite a few important fixtures in quite a short space of time, considering what they're fighting for. So that's, it's not make or break, because, I mean, Grace, they would have took 17th, we imagine, at the start of the season. But um, if they want to get in Europe, I know 8th might get Europa League this season. But if they want to get in Europe, they've got to... At least they've got draw. to get something. Yeah, they've got yeah. to at least draw with Man United and Tottenham and probably beat the others were mentioned. I mean, you'd probably say, well, I think you would say that they're both favourites for the games against Villa and Newcastle away, mm-hmm. which yeah, which would put them in good stead. I mean, if they if they come away from those two games with four points, that is a good return um, for them. Uh, four points would put them fifth above Man United before they play Man United away. Mm. Um, that would take them to 47, Man United be on 45. So they would then only be within a point of Chelsea. I mean, I can't see them breaking top four, but if they can they finish... Fifth. If they can finish in, in the position they're in now, seventh, it's a phenomenal season for them. Mm. Um, and with they've got every reason to believe that they can because they're a very organised team, they know how they play and they have a unique way of playing and if if you just look at the point scorers as a fancy Premier League player, just scrolling down 122 points for Henderson 110 points for Stevens, Bordock 115, Lundstrom 128, O'Connell 96, Egan 94 Basham 90 even Lise Mousset. 71. I mean, if you haven't got any of their players in your team, you've, you've done the game wrong because they were the absolute steal of the season, especially, mm. I think, John Lundstrom. Did he start off a 4 mil? Yeah, I think so. Um, 
And I think he's out of contract at the end of the season. I think he is. I eh? he's mm. off this I season. Think, he would get in a lot of teams. I don't think he'll be short of offers. Um, mm. I don't see why they've not tied him down. Maybe it's the fact that they brought in uh, Sanderberger that yeah, yeah. has taken his space. He may be thinking twice about his position in that team. But <sighs> as it, as it stands, I think I, I've got. Um, a couple of Sheffield United de- players, mainly defenders uh, in my team uh, Egan I've got and Henderson in goal mm. um, I think we've all had Henderson at some point haven't we? Yeah and you know he, he's 5.3 but I think he's he is a, a sure thing for for a goalkeeper outside mm-hmm. of probably Edison Allison. He is the next oh, best God, thing. I'd, oh, I'd have him over. I'd have him over Edison in real life and in the field. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in real life, yeah, I'd yeah. have him over Edison. But I mean, yeah. for for FPL, um, he's probably the the third best or most reliable goalkeeper in the game for points. Obviously, mm. you're looking for clean sheets, and then take a pick from the defenders. Um, obviously, they've all risen in price, but I imagine a couple of people have got them. Five point two Stevens, five point mm. one Baldock. Um, I've got Egan. He's four point six because he's not a flying fullback, but you know he's one of these centre halves who just goes for the roam anyway. Clean sheet, to clean sheet. Mm-hmm. And John Fleck is back. Did he had an injury? Didn't he? I think. Yes, he did. If I remember correctly. So yeah, there's a, a five million. Um, he's a handy midfielder, probably. So having your squad, and they don't really rotate much. Maybe the front line. It's Hmm. McBurney, Mousset, Sharp, and McGoldrick are there yeah, forwards. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty much everything. Um, Sanderberg's come in 4.8 million on the game. He's not done a lot compared to what Lundstrom's done. So, um, yeah, maybe just have a little look at their starting 11 if you don't know what it is. But I think it's fairly obvious by the, um, the hmm. points scored and take your pick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Wolves kind of not as miraculous because they had last season and they had the investment and stuff uh, in the championship. But again, um, there's quite a few options there for a team who probably had Champions League aspirations but maybe a season or two away. And looking at the fixtures, they could finish the top four if they get over their weakness of being crap against crap teams. Um, they could comfortably get top five, if not top four. Uh, but I'll read out the fixtures. Uh, West Ham away, Bournemouth at home, Aston Villa away, Arsenal at home, and Sheffield United away. So them last two are big fixtures. But them first three, if you've got Champions League asp- uh, aspirations, that should be three wins. And considering the Europa League is done later on now, they don't have the schedule problems. And they've obviously not used loads of players. So, for me, Wolves are probably favourites to get the Champions League, whether that's fifth through Man City getting banned, which is a question mark, or top four itself. There's there's a very, very good chance I think you could get that. I think if we're looking ahead now, the big game for the last day of the season is Chelsea versus Wolves. Ooh. Ooh. Because Dang. Uh, I think the relegation will be done and dusted by then. Mm. The league was done and dusted in January. Um, 
so that just leaves the top four slash five, as you say, with the Man City situation. But Chelsea Wolves last game of the season could just be winner takes Champions League or um mm. but the fixtures beforehand, I mean, they've not really got a challenging fixture. If you were Wolves, you would say you'd back yourself to be favourites in all of those fixtures that come their way. Um so I I think they did in with a very, very good shout. A much more of a shout than Sheffield United do uh, on the mm. same point system. Uh, they're just below them on goal difference. But mm-hmm. um I think without the Europa League it's such a boost. Yeah, I mean you look through their squad and there's players you'd you'd think, yeah, they would do they would do a job for Liverpool easily. And especially your squad players like to come in on a rotation basis. And the probably... winner Adama Traore. Forgot about him. <laughs> there's an e- there's easily I would say four or five players you'd see from Wolves and that you could throw into Liverpool and you'd say you wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got Jimenez in same. my team. Same. He's got 147 points, which is crazy. Um, 32.3 percent of players, so he's mm. not a short on my people. How much did he cost when you got him? Ah, uh, seven point nine. Oh, I'll beat you 7-7. Seven, seven. Um, who else have I got? I've got Bolly as well because he came back and yeah. he's, a, he's a short thing in their defence. Mm-hmm. And he's better than Cody. Um, but there's a lot. I mean, mm. Doherty is having a, having a good season even though I didn't think he was. But when you look at his points on FBL, he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 6.3, though. It's a bit do, you want, do you want to spend that on a defender? Obviously... You speak on the magic man of Dharma. 5.7 million. Bargain. It's, it's good value, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for what he's doing in this mm. season. And then, even just the goalkeeper, obviously, 5.2, Patricio. Yeah. Um, the 116 points. Yeah, the I mean, yeah. I would I would say if you've got a Wolves player, it's probably Jimenez. Mm-hmm. And then I would throw in a defender. Um, oh, I'm tempted by Traore now. I mean, I was anyway, let's be honest. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, looking at the fixtures and without the breaks, I mean, a fully rested Adama Traore must be the scariest thing for a fullback in the league. How big is he going to come back? Absolutely fucking massive. <laughs> <laughs> Cause all and we're not talking to fat people, we're talking yeah. tank. <laughs> I he. He probably has done nothing but bench press and bicep curl the whole lockdown. Adama, did you do that card? No. <laughs> yeah. What was your cardio today? Yeah. I ran upstairs, got some dumbbells. <laughs> um, uh, I, who else is there from Wolves? I'm just having a little scroll down the price. Jot is probably the gamble gamble. Because if he explodes like he did at the end of last season... 6.4 is good value. I know, we just mentioned Adama. But if, Hot, if Jota explodes again, 6.4 for a striker, I should say, is very good value. But you probably don't want double pull strikers. Yeah, that's the only thing. I think maybe maybe go a defender. Uh, as I say, I've got Bolly myself. He's 4.80 years. It's usually him, Cody, and then... And other, it's usually Den Donker, isn't it, at the moment, who's been playing in the back there. Mm-hmm. But Roman Sice is fit again. Um, he's 4.6. Den Donker is 4.4, but he's listed as a midfielder, so that doesn't do you any favours in terms of points. 
I mean, he's got 70, but you don't get as many clean sheet bonus points as, as what you would if he was a defender. Mm. Um, maybe you could be tempted by Neves for set pieces, but mm. there's, there's better defense, uh, there's better midfielders for for the yeah. value. You you pay the extra point five and go for Triore. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. I probably agree. Right, shall we move on to United and get through them painfully? Um, yeah, we've only got a handful to wrap up, and we are on yeah. an hour twenty, aren't we? So yeah. So United, I mean, fixture wise, Tottenham away, as we alluded to, that could be nil nil to ten all. Who God knows? Um, Sheffield United at home, a huge game as we mentioned with the Sheffield United. But Brighton away, paper good. Bournemouth at home, paper good. Villa away, paper good. So United have the fixtures, but is this another Arsenal situation where they don't have the players? Because I know for Rashford might be fit again, but again, he was ruled out for the Euros, so it might be a Harry Kane situation. Martial, meh. Bruno Fernandes, I'm not even sure how much he costs. How much was... 8.6, Bruno is. <sighs> he's pricey, to say mm. the least. He's in my team, but he's pricey. Um He's the one in his Pogba ain't going to play, let's be honest. Nah. Egalo, 6.5 million. Could you be tempted? No. <laughs> no. I mean, if Rashford is fit, 100% fit, tempted. 100% tempted. He's going to play on left wing against Serge Aurier in his first game. Yeah. You, you would imagine so. Um... Martial to to get the start. Rashford maybe on the bench if he's mm. if he's touching. I think Martial's goal. a safer option, isn't he? Yeah, but if um, Rashford is guaranteed fit, I think that's the one because he takes pounds as well, doesn't he? And Martial is a midfielder on the game. Yeah, that's the thing. That that would be the only like side and point with that. You could probably squeeze him in. In the midfield position, to, but personally, to be fair, someone like me who has Richarlison moving to Martial is very easy. Yeah, personally, I go for Fernandez because yeah, he he was on he was on a good run of form, and you'd you'd imagine he's probably settled in and a little bit more over these past few weeks. Um, they have got very nice fixtures in terms of potential clean sheets. As you say, the Brighton, Bournemouth, Villa, Southampton, Palace, West Ham, and Leicester to end the season. Mm. But who would you have, really? No, no one's paying over five mil for a United. Defender. Exactly. Like, really, who would you have? Um, I mean, you'd literally gamble on. Who's that young lad called? What's a young? What's a young fool? Williams, Craig. Williams. If he played, yeah, but Shaw's probably first choice. Yeah, but a short, hugely overweight because he's been off for 11 weeks. I can't say that as a fat person. You're more in shape. You can call him fat, I can't. Well, I can call him fat, but I've not exactly kept a trim of lockdown. No, no. Um, <laughs> Apart from more but, Salah. <laughs> but maybe... Maybe Williams gets the start. We, we'll, we'll, guess, we'll see when the... He played the first fixture. Five. He's four. He's four point two. So I mean, Mm. there's an argument there to say Williams is a gamble. You could have him as maybe your fourth or fifth choice, and Mm. that. But 
there's there's not a lot else there. We is De Gea now in that Dubrovka Pope who's the other goalkeeper mentioned? Patricio. Is he in that sector now? What the hell was I gonna say there? <laughs> he's in that price bracket. Mm. Um but he's had a very weird season. He's had a very yeah. weird two two years really. Mm. Um so I would I would probably shy away from him. Yeah, and even like the rest of them, their defense, Wambasaka, Maguire, mm. Lindelof, sure, 5.4, 5.3, respectively. So, yeah, I, th- there's not a lot there in the United team. Rashford, Fernandez, Martial, that's about it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Let's move on to Chelsea. Big spenders, Chelsea. Um, who may have been spending a bit before before the securement of Champions League. So we'll we'll see. Um, there's not much here. Nah, that when you consider their most expensive player is Tammy Abraham at seven point five. It kind of Jesus. Gets oh my god, the, he is. <laughs> gets the value of how FPL rated their team and squad this season, but then they make. They make that many changes, you can't really predict who's going to play. I mean, if Mount can get back to what he was, yeah, sure thing. But he wasn't in the team when he finished playing. Um, Kante's back fit, so he's going to be secure. Kovacic has been their best player, so he's going to play. Jorginho's going to play. Then up front, Giroud was playing before the break. i tell you the way I've got from Chelsea. Mm. And this was purely based off like a Gus instinct before the season curtailed. Billy Gilmore, mm. four point five million. I mean, he impressed me when he played against us in the cup oh, game. Oh god, he was he was great against Fabinho and with one leg. <laughs> he played against Everton, I think, and had a decent outing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, I thought maybe if we if we went behind closed doors for a few games rather mm. than suspend the season, he was going to get a run. But I don't see him get him back in so we'll be quickly exiting my yeah. team but oh I'd love to nick him for a run it'd be amazing uh, but I, I just don't see the options at Chelsea I mean I mean they've got they've got a few hard fixtures that as I say we, we highlighted the Wolves game they've got to come to Anfield they've got a host Man City mm. they've also got to go to Sheffield United so they're playing teams in and around them mm. Um don't know, don't know. Uh, would you would you say Tammy's going to come back and be no. fit and fighting? No. You don't know? I think uh, Giroud will start safety first, really. I mean, they've got, if we go through the fixtures in order, they've got Villa. That's probably a Giroud game, because he'll control shit defenders. Man City yep. at home. Again, Giroud game. Uh, West Ham away, London hey, Derby. Mental. Uh, Watford at home. Crystal Ooh. Palace away. Probably Giroud game. Yeah, so I, I mean, mean Giroud he'd... might be the gamble there, but he doesn't. He's going to be in and out, isn't he? Yeah, he doesn't uh... score loads either. So I, I don't see anyone from Chelsea I'd touch really. No, maybe if you were going to sway down there, but even a five point one million Reese James is he going to get the right back slot nailed down? But he, he's exciting. We've but, asked that question all season, haven't we? <laughs> like, he's exciting, but I don't know. Maybe maybe there's better value out there. I think mm. that 
if you're going to go with Chelsea, I think you are gambling. Yeah. But on that, on that note, I think that's been the question all season with him. Let's move on to Leicester. Um, they, were, they weren't in the best form, if I remember correctly, before the break. What were they on? They just won, but there were two losses and two draws before that. So they, were, they weren't exactly imploding, but they weren't on the same level they were for most of the season. Um, so I, th- I think we mentioned earlier, I think the break will do Leicester good. And fixture-wise, they've got Watford away, it's good on paper. Brighton at home, good. Everton away, I don't know why that's pink on this site. <laughs> but uh, Crystal Palace at home, and then Arsenal away. It's not exactly... They're not exactly good defensively, the teams they're playing at, apart from Crystal Palace. So, Vardy... How much is Vardy nowadays? Nine... Oh, that's when I bought him. Vardy is 9-7. Oh, I used 9-7 still. I must have bought him recently. So, 9-7 for Vardy. He's been absolutely stinking up until the game before we suspended the season. He's in good form. (laughs) I remember I I stuck by him and stuck by him for weeks and weeks on end and he was knocking out ones and twos and I think I binned him off and then he scored 11 points against Aston Villa, which... Was just typical FBL. Um, Madison at seven point five. We, I mean, we've touched on a few midfielders. I think he's probably a better price and a better player to go for than the likes of maybe Richarlison and Ali. Mm. Um, you're saving a few quid on those two as well. Um, I think it, say Richarlison was eight million or just mm-hmm. over. Yeah. So you're saving half a million on that. I um, have um, Harvey Barnes myself. Six point two. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine most people have probably got a couple of Leicester players. Um, mm. Schmeichel, 5.4, 119 points. Again, he's in that realm of uh, goalkeepers. I think you'd rather have people... Patricio or even Pope. Pope, yeah. I think um, Tenderson was cheaper than him as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the one that I think a lot of people... I've not overlooked because he's got just under sixteen percent of selection. Is Soyuncu at four point nine? Mm. Um, he is by far and away their best defender. Um, maybe you could, you could argue that if Chilwell or Pereira because of the FPL points, but he's by far and away their best their best overall defender. And uh, at the price he is, I think he's he's probably the the one I would go for and. Maybe Madison just because of his price. I mean, Vardy, yeah, he could come back firing, but mm. it's anyone's guess. I, I think I'd be, I'd think feel Pereira, more safer with Madison. I think Pereira is a big miss as well. Um, does a lot for the he, attacking. He's expected back the twelfth of July, but then mm. we just don't know. And he did his ACL, so you'd imagine the first. At least the first few games, unless he's like one of them freaks who just comes back same as after an injury. I think it'd take him a while to get going either way. So, mm. yeah, I think I think we've probably covered that. I mean, maybe Tielemans at six point one, but yeah, there's not there's not a, not, <sighs> not a lot. There's not a lot out the obvious outside the obvious, which is probably Vardy, Madison, and Barnes and Sionchu. Which is quite a bit concerned. We've barely talked about any other players on some team, but I mean, for the team in third, 
I think Vardy's probably going to be more stoned because he just he's is. Vardy. Yeah, he's on 167 yeah. points, and the uh, the top top strikers um, haven't done it this season, so he's cheap considering. Uh, Barnes a gamble. Madison bit patchy, but he's there. And defensively, Sionchu. That's probably what we'll go with. Um, Man City. Um, De Bruyne, easiest decision going, comes in his starting price. 10.6. Start with a double game we, we must add. Mm. Home to Bay, Arsenal, home to Burnley. Then they go to Man City and then they host the impending Premier League champions, which will be hopefully a nice guard of honour by them. <laughs> um, yeah, De Bruyne is the obvious 10.6, I imagine. At 46.5% of selection, he's probably in the top two or three selected across the whole game. But 178 points says, why the hell wouldn't he be? Mm. Um, one to dodge, I think, do excuse me there, is Sterling. Because you just Stink, don't know. Stinker of a season, isn't it, really? Yeah, ever since Joe Gomez picked him up, he, he's not really <laughs> done anything, has he? No. Um, Aguero. Argument for him, 11.8 million. He's a consistent point scorer. But, I mean, we've mentioned, I mean, this is my front three, but I'm sure it'll be quite a common front three as Vardy, Ings and Jimenez. That's a lot more better value than Aguero. I mean, Aguero has more hat-trick potential than all of them. I have exactly the same front three. Yeah. And there's quite a bit more value in the lower down parts of the league, I reckon. I think, yeah. and we mentioned Aubameyang as well, who's cheaper and has yeah. good fixtures. But out of the, and Harry Kane, who's a gamble, but he's still a lot cheaper. I think with Man City, we it's the obvious who, you, who the, the big boys and the players are. I think maybe it might just be a case of how is Laporte going to come back because he's hmm. refit again. And Sané. I mean, we all imagine he is off to Bayern Munich yeah. in the summer. That that seems to be the done deal. He's been flirting with them for, what, 18 months, two years, and it seems to be nailed on. He's 9.3 million, so he ain't going to come cheap, but he might just come back and just fly for eight games, hmm. nine games. So, 0.3 people have selected him. So I think it's a case of see how he does when he is back, but he could just be a wild point scorer and go off the chart for eight, nine weeks. Um, but I think it's the obvious. We all know who, who to pick from Man City, who to avoid. It depends how Pep sees the season. He might even throw the likes of Phil Foden in and give him some game time. But at 5.1 million, he is a gamble um, in terms of would you have him in your midfield. So... Yeah, I mean it's Man City and it the the, the runners up. That's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, I've only got De Bruyne out of my team uh, in my team at the min, but uh, comes in. I've got free reign that can just change uh, with anyone really. I mean, Mahrez has got quite a few points, but I wouldn't trust him to start. Um, no. But uh, yeah, I think De Bruyne's the most locked in. Aguero, if you've got the money. Laporte, as you said, is a big question mark there. And I wouldn't touch Edison or whatever. So let's move on to Liverpool and let's finish this up because we've kind of gone long. We have options in every position. <laughs> so, Alisson, if you're getting a good goalkeeper, get him. 
Get the best. 6-2. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, you probably have him. You should have him. Why don't you have him? Um, Van Dijk, 6-5, 141 points. Yep. Robbo, 7 mil, 137 points. Yep, he's going to start every game. Gomez, if you want cheaper option like me, he's on 76 points. He should start because he's our best, second best centre-back. Um, our midfield, I mean, it's Salah Romane if you want a cheap option. Henderson's going to play every game. Arnold's going to play every game. Um, and then up front, probably not for me because he's not really worth it, but he's still got 130 points and he costs 9.5 mil. Uh, and our fixtures, uh, what are they? They are Everton. Win. Yep. Crystal Palace at home. Win. Man City away. Procession. <laughs> Guard of honour. Um, and Aston Villa at home, Brighton at home. So the only thing with us is if we just play the kids after we run the league. That's the only thing, isn't it, really? Well, let's just take the obvious news. There's obviously big ads, Lalanda's signed on for the rest of the season, as long as that goes. So it, by the signs of it, Klopp is just going to, he's obviously going to reward the fella for his service at the club and make sure he gets a medal, which, you know, he he done his job. He got that point against old against United at Old Trafford. That's good enough for me for this season. Thank you very much. Um We've signed on big Andy Lonergan. Please, please play him. I would love it if he gets a game. I'd actually love it if he gets five because then he qualifies for the medal, but I really do hope we see Andy Lonergan just start for the game. Um, he has said Klopp on, on a couple of reports he is going to use a squad and look towards next season. So the likes of Minamino at six million could see a lot more minutes. Chamberlain, 6.2, might see a few more minutes. From that little clip in the training game last week, everyone was buzzing off Naby Keita. So, he could see more minutes. Yes. Um, and then we might just drop down to the likes of Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, getting a few starts here and there, big div. Um, I wouldn't be against that because... Jones and Elliott, 4.5 each if you are interested. Mm, I wouldn't be against that at all. I think the bargain-priced player from Liverpool, if you are going to get one, is probably Gomez at... 5.3 million. Yeah, absolutely. Or Henderson at 5.3 because obviously he's club captain. He's probably mm. going to start most games. 99 and he should points. be back in the eight, eight position as well, you'd imagine. So he might get forward a bit more. Yeah. And other than that, this the obvious is the obvious. Um, I mean, a lot of people probably have squeezed in Sour and Mane or one of them plus mm-hmm. one of our fullbacks slash yeah, yeah, Bandai. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I've got, I've definitely got Trent, I know that, and I've got Salah and Mane, so that's a huge slice of my budget taken up, but I've had Trent all season, and I've had one of Mane or Salah as well throughout the season, so I've managed to be okay with that. Um, I would expect goals with Liverpool. Um, I imagine we're going to put on a show, for for especially the first three or four games. Um, and then it's just a case of who Klopp decides to put out. Um, from FPL standpoint, you might then want to cash in your chips, especially on the likes of Mane and Salad. I think out of the two, Mane's probably the more robust and starts the majority of games and is a bit more flexible um, in terms of positional. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll lord lord the praises of these boys, but the obvious is the obvious with FBL. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, just out of interest, Kater at five eight. If he does explode, that's quite cheap. But other than that, uh, yeah, the Liverpool stuff's pretty obvious. Um, but we'll finish up there, um, Jay. And well, it's been a long one, but uh, when when we did this on the fly of predict of uh, previewing the Premier League, I knew it wasn't going to be a short one. <laughs> uh, it's been a long wait, though, hasn't it? Yes, it has. It has. It really has, and it'll probably end up being the same. Uh, Hopefully at the weekend when we do the preview and we can do proper a big live transfers with Guy where I on on podcast screw up my team even worse than it was before. How about that, people? It'll be beautiful. And Jay'll probably get good because we're doing a pod and he, he'll listen to my advice, obviously, which I don't take myself. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tinker over the next day or two with my team, but then I will await your information and make changes accordingly. And Mark Roberts, if he is listening, is keeping his cards very close to his chest while he's coming live on the pod, so them cards shall be revealed. Absolutely. Not a man unite not a man not a man or an Everton player in the site. That might be his reason for keeping his cards close <laughs> to his chest. Only only we will know and we can find out and that's why you're gonna tune in. Absolutely. So again, thank you uh, for listening to this uh, this long one, and hopefully you do join us for the for the next one uh, as well. Uh, but thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>